Welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders, where we have engaging conversations about software development and cloud engineering with industry leaders and subject matter experts. These episodes are created by the Great Lakes Tech Leaders, an online community of technology practitioners. Please come join the conversation by visiting gltl.rbn.ai. Again, that's gltl.rbn.ai. Now strap in, because we're deploying to production in three, two, one. Welcome to this episode of Lunch with Tech Leaders. My name is Derek DeYoungi. I'm the VP of Engineering here at Right Brain Networks. And I'm your host for today. Joining us today is our software and data consultant, Tom Kowalski. Tom, hello. Howdy. Oh, great. All right. Um, we also have with us Joe Coleman, our business consultant from RightBrain. Joe. Derek, thank you very much. Uh, if any of the listeners, if you guys have any questions at all or anything, just throw it there in the chat, and I'll be sure to uh, jump in and make sure that gets addressed uh, in the conversation here. So thank you so much. Great. All right. So today we're going to be discussing burnout and how to combat it. Um, so we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, go ahead and strap it in. We're going to rocket ship off to Tom. All right. Yeah. Burnout. Uh, I think it's something that, you know, we cover a lot of topics, but I think this one, everyone, you know, touches everyone in the, in the industry. So, um, yeah, this will be a fun one. So one of the, our subject matter experts who has, you know, experienced this and can speak on it, we're bringing back Nicole Anderson, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey everybody, uh, Nicole Anderson here. I, um, since my last podcast, started a new position. So I am now the senior product manager at Meetup, uh, working on their uh, enterprise customers uh, with, with their pro product and trying to build out that side of their business. So I'm really excited to join Meetup. And uh, to be honest, joining that company uh, was one of the ways that I was attempting to defeat burnout that had happened in my life. So I'm really excited to talk about that and kind of, because I've been thinking about it a lot lately, just I'm in my own life. So I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. All right. So today we're going to talk about like what is burnout, how to identify it, um, not only in yourself but in your team members, and then how to combat that. Like what what can we do to provide a better workspace, um, better collaborative space, etc. So uh, let's start with um, what does burnout mean to us? Personally, I think that um, that feeling of just being exhausted, not wanting to get up and and do you know, get up in the morning, go to work and like, you know, you're not excited about stuff anymore. Like you used to be like, personally, I am just like, I love working in tech, but there are times where I just don't want to do it, you know? And then there's that feeling of deep, um, like less productivity because of this feeling. And then that also compounds on itself. So and it makes makes things a lot harder to you know just continue with the workday. So, um, you know, thoughts. What, yeah. How do you guys? I think yeah, that kind of described it right there. Like the, I think it's a little different right now. Their industries like with knowledge work, you kind of have to be self motivated, right? There's not like a, um, you know, just 
following a script every day. It's, you know, it's something, usually something different every day that you're doing. Um, so you kind of have to have that, that self-motivation and yeah, I, I kind of see that burnout is where you don't, you don't get that self-motivation, right? It's, it's hard to, to, to take on that next challenge and yeah. And not feel motivated. I agree. I, I kind of think of it as like a relationship where when you, when you see those couples where everything the one person says the other person gets frustrated by and is annoyed by everything. Like you can just tell that like they've been together so long that they're just like, everything you do annoys me that when you start to feel that way about your job, you know, like, that's how I know that I was starting, like starting to feel that uh, sense of burnout of just like, I, I'm not excited about these problems and solving them anymore. They frustrate me. And I, and every, every decision that's being made by the company or everything that they're doing, you're, you're looking at the negatives and not like looking at like a positive outlook on that. Uh, path you're just kind of you have kind of like a grudge against the company and I think it comes with as as time goes on and you're there for so long that you just start to build up this like and and I don't think it's necessarily company specific I think it's just like if you're there for too long you start to get this this feeling of like I got to get out like project specific right or yeah 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 that's an interesting take right like it may just be the project or um it, maybe not necessarily the company, it, but it could absolutely be the company. It could be that like negative attitude towards um, where you're at or what you're what you're working towards um, that makes you kind of feel just like cynical, right? Yes, that's a great word. Yeah. Because you could have yeah, for- a problem and think like how, you know, like be excited about trying to solve it and like it's a challenge and it's fun. And it's like, yes, I want to dive in and solve that problem. Or you could have a problem and say like, oh, yet another problem here. We, you know, and just like, it's all about how you're perceiving the, the issue, right? Like you come into a company and be excited about it. And the people who have been there for a while are frustrated by that. And so it's, I, I finally realized why people in tech like change jobs every couple of years. And, and like, I think it's because of that. Like you kind of have to have that like level of almost like, naivete of like i can make a change i could make a difference and if you're there for too long you start to like lose sight of the forest for the trees of just like i you know i can't i can't make effective change anymore at least that's how i felt yeah absolutely i think it's uh definitely an interesting point like the switching switching companies and switching jobs right that's one of the things that i love about being a consultant and that's one thing that i i definitely tell people that like they might not like right is that um, switching between projects, you know, you see completely different problems. Um, so it's not, uh, relative. I don't want to, that's not the right word, but, um, monotonous. yeah, yeah. It's not something familiar. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I enjoy, but sometimes like some people may not, that might not be right for everyone. Um, so I make sure to mention that in like interviews and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. For for me, it, it's, it always comes up if working on a project, they don't necessarily agree with the direction of it. And that's, that's usually what, what gets me. That's an interesting take, right? Like how, how to, how do you use your soft skills to direct your company or business in, in the right, in the direction that you want to work in? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's on you to recognize it too. And as we'll get into later, it's, you know, kind of on your managers to, to recognize that as well. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So let, let's, let's talk okay. about that. Like, how do we identify 
burnout in not only ourselves, but, um, you know, the people around us. Well, um, so let's talk about common, you know, I, I think we've kind of covered a few of them already, like the cynicism, things like that. How do we identify um, burnout in, in ourselves and others? One way that I, I identified it in myself is the, uh, I didn't actually know it had a name, but like people call it the Sunday scaries or the Sunday sads or whatever. We're like on Sunday, you just dread going to work the next day. And at my new job, I don't feel that anymore. And, you know, maybe eventually I will, but like, it was such a relief to not have that feeling of dread anymore. And I, I didn't even know that I could have a job and not feel that way. It's kind of like a, an eye-opening experience of like, oh, wow, I don't have to hate my job. Um, I mean, not that I hate it, but just like, I don't have to dread going back from a break. So that was one way that, and I didn't even realize until I stopped the stopped feeling it. So I was like, oh, it's gone. Yeah, it, I think it's kind of important. You got to take that that check, right? You don't know until you've made the change. So you kind of have to have like those break points, like, you know, once a month, do that, take a step back, reality check, or else, yeah, you'll just keep, keep going down the path and not uh, not knowing. Yeah, so I mean, it, it manifests in multiple different ways and, and, and definitely it's different for every person, right? Like we're talking about psychological care here. You know what I mean? So, um, that's never going to be the same for everyone. Everyone has a different chemical makeup and a, you know, a different path that they've walked throughout their lives. So there's these, these symptoms are going to manifest in different ways. And I think that's, that's important to recognize and understand, um, that this is a, this is not, I don't want to say it's not a touchy top subject, but a, a fluid one, right? Definitely different among everybody. And you mentioned um, how can a manager kind of combat this or deal with this? Uh, one one thing that um, I recently experienced that I thought was really interesting was when I joined Meetup, my, my manager asked me, you know, when you leave Meetup, what do you want your story to be? And it was like day oh. one for me. It was like, I don't know what I want my story to be, but like, Kind of giving your your uh, the employees that report to you like you know working with out. them to for career development you know like not just so much right. focusing on like how can you make the company better but like how can we help you advance your career what do you want to say about your career when you leave here and go to the next venture like how can we make get you to that point because like we all know we're gonna be going to other jobs we're not like you know going to be here forever so kind of living in that reality and saying like how can we make this the best you know, experience for you to move on to the next step of your career. That's a powerful statement. I gotta say, right? Like when you leave here, what do you want your story to be? I really, I really like that. I'm going to, I'm going to steal yeah, that. I was really <laughs> impressed when he asked me because I didn't know what to say, but now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And again, I, I feel like you gotta, you gotta constantly bring that up, right? In your, in your one-on-ones, um, maybe not as frequent. Uh, but you know, at least like quarterly, right? Asking that, um, that question. Yeah. Right. So if we're, you know, if we're managers and we are looking for, we're on the hunt to see how our people are feeling, right? What are we doing to like identify, um, this in our, in our people, right? Um, one thing that I, I, I definitely look for and, you know, I'll admit, I'll personally have, you know, been there is frequently being late, 
you know, not wanting to get up, not showing up, like, um, it may be nine, 10 o'clock or something like that, that they, they really start responding or well, yeah, 10 o'clock, they start responding or something like that. That is a, that is definitely a sign that they are just not wanting to show up. Um, other things are just like commonly being irritable, right. Or, mm-hmm. uh, cynical towards clients or customers or, you know, it's, it's that, um, oh, this problem again. Right. Right. Like, why haven't we solved this? Well, do you have an answer for it? Do, can you solve it? And it's, it's that flip that we need to, we need to do, um, inside of our folks that is difficult, especially when they, they are feeling burnt out. Right. Like there's a, there's a, a, a resilience to wanting to like flip their flip the thinking right yeah yeah it's that mentioned like is there in go ahead i was just saying you mentioned like the like external customers but it's also internal as well i feel like that that communication like that the kind of spreading like the dissonance right of of uh you know i not liking what you're doing and in, in your job right so kind of keeping uh keeping an eye on that like the communication within the teams and and, and what they're saying and and maybe not you know like asking others to like you know rat somebody out or something but like you know how, how do you think this person is doing right because maybe they'll open up to somebody um you know that is not their manager uh kind of get a feel for that nicole oh i was just going to say that um I think you can start to identify it in people with with how they initially react, like kind of what you were saying of, you know, if you're trying to work on a project or or there's a challenge, is their initial reaction to be supportive and collaborative and find ways to make it work? Or if, they're, if their kind of reflex is to find all of the holes in the problem and challenges, like sometimes that, sometimes that's like healthy in, in, a, in certain doses, but like it's just that kind of like where their headspace is at. When when you really like someone and they say something, you look at it in a positive light. And when you really dislike someone and they say something, you immediately look at it in a negative light. And I think it's kind of the same for your job. It's like where are you giving them the benefit of the doubt or not? Like by default. And that's just like a reptile brain thing. Like we're not even thinking about it. We're just doing that one way or the other. Right. I, I definitely want to go back to something that Tom said. Um, I think as far as culture goes um the hey this person is like it's not ratting somebody out right especially when we're talking about like mental health and supporting uh the people that are doing the work it shouldn't be about ratting somebody out it should more be about like taking care of each other you know identifying these things and saying like hey i think this person like maybe needs time off or you know needs some sort of support and in like that that shouldn't be a i'm ratting them out right it's it should be more like thought of as i'm trying to help and i'm trying to take care of the people around me and i think that's it's it's hard to see it that way right for a lot of people yeah i think like you said the culture right of of not just the company, but, you know, making sure as a manager with your teams of, of, of being able to, uh, you know, allow people to be open and express that. Yeah. Culture of openness is it's, it's hard to cultivate, but, um, it's, it's necessary for a healthy team. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, we've we've kind of identified um, how like what burnout looks like, how to uh, look for it in not only ourselves but uh, but our team. Um, how do we fight this? How do we how do we make sure that people are feel supported and um, provide them the resources and the the time to make sure that their mental health is is in a good spot i think uh this phrase is you know overused a lot but like work-life balance is something that i didn't have um i a lot of my identity was wrapped up around my job and i kind of you know was really you know into making the company better and like spend a lot of my thinking outside of work on that and it just kind of overwhelmed me and it kind of became who I am. And so like, you know, now I'm trying to learn from that and, and get out more, have hobbies, try to have more of an identity, like outside of just being a product manager for a company, because out at the end of the day, like it's not who I am, it's what I'm just doing for a salary. But I, you know, when you leave that company, you don't want to feel like you're your identity is gone because, or who am I now? You know, like that's kind of how I felt and trying to learn from that. Um, that's really interesting. There's two points you made that I want to, I want to touch on. Uh, one is work, like the, the term work-life balance and what it means in home era. Right. Uh, and I lost it, but it's probably something to do with it. your like the uh, the identity topic, right? So, like, first of all, um, work life balance and how that's changed uh, in in our work from home. This is what I'm calling it. This is like a term in my head, like the work from home era, and I think of it as an era because maybe it'll go back. I, probably not, but um, I think that the work free home has done a lot to kind of like change our psyche around like what is work and what is home right just because you're in your home and i think that good companies will provide you that fluidity in your in your time and that flex time to be able to like and this is this is one of the great things about you know working from home is having the ability to like care for children or like you know do what needs to be done around the house during the time that it needs to be done instead of that very rigid like nine to five so i think that while it's a really great thing that we have that flexibility and that companies are providing us that flexibility it is also very it's a slippery slope if you will um that we are you know recuperating some of that time in the time where we would rather be, you know, or normally be working on our hobbies or using, like, having that, like, separation, right? So I see this, like, I see less separation in in our, um, our work-life balance now than I did before. Yeah, I, I think it, 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 you know, comes down to those boundaries, right? And, you know, when you had to drive into work, it was very clear, like the boundaries, you know, you, you're in the office, I'm working, I'm outside, right? So I think you, you, you just kind of need to establish that within your home too. Like some people may not have an office, like I kind of designated this space 
here and when I'm in here, I'm working. My family knows that. Um, but you know, even if you don't have an office, you at least need to have like a corner, right. Or of a table. If I have my headphones on, I'm working. Right. And, and just the, um, the little, you know, and getting yourself in that environment. And, you know, when you take those headphones off or when I, you know, I'm not sitting in this chair, right. You're not working. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of other things. People do like a little things that they do to kind of make that established. Right. Um, like send like a I'm done for the day email or whatever, right? And if you said that in Slack or in Slack, like you change your icon or whatever, like that's my signal and like it helps mentally I'm done for the day. Um, so yeah, little things like that that I think help, you know, create those boundaries and, and set that environment of um, you know working versus you know not. It's very helpful. For me, it's been like I mean, um, what you're describing, is, I I have to admit I'm not great at. I do kind of jump in and out of work but like for me it's been trying to get out of my house more um and just force myself to socialize and go to different events and actually with my job but I kind of have to do that anyway to go to meet up events so it's it's been kind of nice um went to one last night actually the AT new tech meetup that was amazing like that being being there in a room full of 100 people and just like hearing entrepreneurs give their pitches and like I don't know it just made me feel like like a person again i don't know like i was just like oh my god like hearing all these ideas like i'm not just doing a job every day like it was like i just need to do that more and like get out and start interacting with people in those last three years i feel like i just kind of like i don't know lost any sense of social life that i need to regain so that's yeah. what i that's uh, my glad you're doing better to, to get that better work-life balance <laughs> yeah were there really a hundred people at that meetup yeah it was in the F four yeah, yeah. restaurant or something. Shout out to A two New Tech and uh, Detroit. What is it? Detroit Startup or something like that. It, yeah, they did the uh, Ann Arbor Spark Bootcamp Entrepreneur Results. So that was maybe also why, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. That that community is so vibrant and beautiful. So, all right. So, you know, as a Let's let's split put our manager pads on. What what can we do to um help help our people identify that that work life balance set set boundaries right? I think that's really important, and it's something that I think we should all try to adhere to. It's like if if you're not working, it's okay to not respond, right? Yeah, like. I I think it's on the manager to make that clear, right? The transparency and, and then setting the culture, right? It's, it's not just, you know, how you feel. It's, it's also documenting it, right? When you are out of work, you're out of work or you're on call and this is the procedure and no one should kind of feel like, am I working? Am I not working? Um, I feel like it's, it's on the manager to, uh, to kind of establish that uh, and, and make that clear. Yeah. And, and follow yourself. As a manager, I feel like, um, I'm, I'm responsible for taking a lot of the load. And so like, I, I think this is important to call out as well. Like when you're, when you're managing people, like you deserve time too, right? Like I, I try to take the blunt of the load. I think, um, you know, one of my engineers, um, says that like I provide cover, right? Like, and that's a lot, that's a lot of load to take. So it's. And I will continue to do that and shield my people from like 
off time work and stuff like that um, because I feel like it's my responsibility but at the same time it sometimes it's not like sometimes it's the customer can wait right because of our mental health it's important like otherwise we can't be there the next day yeah I think you know it, it can't always fall to to one person right you have to you have to have that clear line of you know who's on call right or a goalie sometimes we'd call it um and, and kind of share that around and yeah maybe it can elevate to you but like you can't you can't be the next person in line um all the time yeah absolutely what about mindfulness like what what do you guys do to um be outside of work is it is it is it the hobbies or do you uh do anything else that might help other people I I need to get better about this. I I want to um I want to like get into a regular activity that forces me to go outside and either like go to a gym or go to like a join a club or a group or something but um that's kind of yeah, my goal for myself is to like cuz also physical activity like sitting in a chair all day is, can't be good for me. I'm probably going to ha- have a hunchback in 5 years at this rate. So Yeah, I think whenever <laughs> Right. is uh is helpful because if you don't have that routine then it's kind of like it, it's harder to set the boundary right? when you're working and when you're not but if you kind of set that routine like oh i go to the gym at this time then you, know, you can clearly you know if you're not working yes that's what i i want to i am always uh, impressed by people who go to the gym every morning at 7 a.m i never thought i could be that person i probably never will be because i'm also not a morning person but i want to do something like that what i don't know what time of the day it will end up being but i need to have a routine where I'm like, yes, committed to this. And also for my own physical health, like easier said than done. I know, but that is, I'm you know, the, the, the physical workouts do improve m- mental health. I will say that, you know, there's a lot to that. Um, always going to be an advocate of that, even though uh, like I may not practice it myself. I, I try, I, I'm trying to get to the gym three times a week um, or do some sort of physical activity, like ride my bike to lunch. That's one thing that I'm like really excited about with the, the uh, springtime being here. I've gotten out and rode my bike to lunch one time. I need a new bike. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's one thing that I'm doing is, you know, trying to get out and see the sunshine. Yeah. One thing. If it's on your calendar, kind of helps me, right? If you don't, it's not, not in there, right? It it, it doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that really helped me out. Like I say, I'll do this, right? And it's kind of implied, but uh, just throwing the things on my calendar, like yeah, ride bike right now, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really helped me. Yeah, I think um, something that I've noticed, at least a pattern, people with. People with families have tried to like have worked on figuring this out and they set time aside and they make sure that they're doing that, right? People without families are definitely those that you need to be checking in with often because they will have a hard time delineating between work and work and play. And I think that playtime is absolutely important to um, our mental health. And play may be anything, right? Like it may be a hobby, it may be making something, it may be just cooking dinner, stuff like that. 
Um, but it's, it's absolutely important. Yeah, I can see that. I have, I have kids, family, right? That, that is the schedule that I talk about. It's got to take them to this or go do that. Right. So, um, yeah, I can definitely see that. That's important to, uh, I'm on the opposite side. So yeah, yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about with not being able to have a clear line of delineation. Schedule it. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I like Tom's, uh, mention of like putting it on the calendar put you time on the calendar and one of those things that i've done is i like personally i've started seeing a therapist and i put that time on the calendar and i make sure that that happens right um three four years ago i might have been like oh is this okay to say but no it is absolutely okay to say like yes i'm like i see somebody and i talk and get through my stuff and you know work on my mental health because it's like you know, it's not only important for me and my progression as a human, but also in form for my job as well. You know. Yeah, I I'd recommend that to, you know anybody at a company. Usually, companies provide a lot of resources like that, so you know, take advantage of them. Look into that. One thing that I did uh, in preparation for this is we've actually got a, uh, a someone who we've worked with in the you know, and they're called Healthy Mind uh, Innovation, and they have a work program. So um, it's called Healthy Minds at Work, and uh, guess what? I signed us up. So anybody of <laughs> anybody listening from RBN, like, uh, you might get an invitation to it here soon. So we're going to be looking at this more more intently. Yeah, but us all now. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you're looking for something like that, like these are the, these are the folks that I know personally, um, and uh, they're out, they're basically out of um, the University of Wisconsin, and um, we're gonna try it out. We're gonna see how it goes. Um, if you're interested in that, uh, they're hminnovation.org. Dot org, and if you go to their website and just click on organizations, you can uh, you can find sign yourself up to talk to them about um, how to get started in the program. Now that this is a pitch, this is something that I was just earnestly doing research for this this podcast, and I was like, you know, I should reach out to them and try to try to make these resources available to the people that may need it, right? And then, personally like sitting down and meditating like it's not my speed right i'm very very high high paced um but maybe that time is important so i'm looking into it and uh as a manager i think it's important to try try and do something for for our people nice yeah i'm interested to hear how that goes as well that sounds really cool i think we're coming up on time here uh, i just wanted to Thank you both for being here. Uh, it's been a, been a great talk. Um, I think we can all learn from, you know, just our experiences um, and be thoughtful about what it, what burnout is, how it, how you identify it in yourself, how you identify it in others. Don't think of, <laughs> don't think of yourself as a rat for, you know, identifying it in others and um, think of it more as support. Right. Yeah. Throw it on your calendar. Every quarter, every few months. Am I experiencing burnout? I have to self check. 
it's funny you said like no 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 I I think uh it's it's more than that more than every quarter right yeah yeah and that's one thing like one thing I forgot to mention as a you know as a manager you should always be asking your people when are you going to take time off right have you planned your vacations for the year get after that let's make sure we're doing that because time off is important if you cure it that that little bit of a bonus like is it really worth it if you don't cure it and you're a um unlimited time off company you, you lose it so make sure to take it so great as always um you know thank you thank you both and um i think we'll, we'll call it a day thanks for having me All right.